Several years ago, Michael and I were looking for a fun thing to do with our family that cost $20 or less. And we thought of picking blackberries. It was the perfect time of year. They were ripe. And we knew of a pick-your-own place not too far from our house. We went at a time that I remember wondering whether or not this was going to work. Although I don't remember the exact circumstances that made me question it. I'm thinking that it was either at the end of the week, and so I wondered if everything would already be picked over, or if it was the threat of rain, and I wondered if we would be able to pick because the rain was coming. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I do remember thinking, gosh, I hope this works. And we did get there, and the place was practically empty. And we went to this particular row of blackberry bushes to pick from, and much to our surprise, they were laden with blackberries, heavy with blackberries. We didn't even have to move our feet, and we could fill a quart right in front of us. But as we looked down the line, we saw more blackberries, and they also were ripe and ready to be picked, and we thought, well, we can't leave those on the vine. So we moved down the line, and we filled yet another quart. And people short could find ones that they could fill in their basket, and the tall ones of which I considered myself one at the time, could find some that they could fit in their basket. And the line just seemed endless. There were so many blackberries to pick. And I remember commenting on it, commenting on it so much that I was getting annoyed by myself. And I told Michael, I promise I won't say it again. I cannot believe how many blackberries there are out here. We didn't know where to stop. And we didn't even know what we were going to do with all the ones that we had in our baskets. And our $20 excursion was close to $40 and almost $50 because of the amount of blackberries in the little containers that we had. But all I could think of was that tomorrow, those were going to be no good. In just about 24 hours, they would fall to the ground or be picked by birds or eaten by insects, and no one would get to enjoy them. It was that that propelled me into the next little section of bushes, eager to collect and figure out something to do with all of these gorgeous, succulent, beautiful blackberries. This story is the one that comes to my mind when I read today's gospel lesson. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. If God looks out into this world and sees a ripe and abundant harvest, what might it look like? And if he is charging us to go out and to do the work that he has given us to do, what might that look like? One thing that you and I know well is that as we grow up, we need to establish security for ourselves and those we love. We do this by getting a good education, by nurturing our relationships and our connections, by finding a job that pays us what we need to cover our expenses, and establishing some sort of safety net for when the unexpected happens, and we all know it most certainly will. This is the wisdom of the world, and if we disregard it, we do so at our own peril. However, however, there are times in our lives when the security that we have established comes unhinged through no efforts of our own. Education costs are insurmountable. Relationships end through death or neglect or abandonment. The job market is in crisis. The cost of living goes up. 
and perhaps we find that the safety net that we established is not big enough to handle the unexpected. It is times like these that we are then heavy from the weight of our concerns. Like a plump fruit on a vine, we sense that our burdens are pulling us from our life source. And we realize that the means toward having a life of fulfillment is actually beyond our control to some extent. And where we do have some control, we realize that all the hard work and determination wasn't enough. Still, more is required. This is what we call the rat race. Always hurrying toward more in an effort to silence our very real fear that we will lose what we have. Well, the only way, the only way to receive the peace and security that we long for is to give up our certainty that it can be found in the ways of the world. We must be willing to believe and trust that there is another means by which the security and peace we long for can be met. Indeed, the good news is there is another means through which the peace we long for can be met. We remember this every time we come together here as followers of Christ. This peace is unique among other religions because it comes through a relationship with Christ. It is the companionship of Christ that gives us the peace that passes understanding. It is the companionship of Christ that gives us the peace that we need, the security that goes beyond a bank account or good health. It is the companionship of Christ that assures us that the injustices that we witness in this world will not overwhelm us. Today, we welcome into this relationship through the sacrament of baptism, Owen and Connor. Their parents want for them, from the very beginning of their lives, they're only one and two months old, they want for them a relationship with Christ. They want for these boys to not ever remember being without. That even as they get a good education, even as they nurture the relationships that will nurture them throughout their lives, even as they work hard to get a good job and dedicate themselves to the discipline of saving for a rainy day, even when they do that, that their security is ultimately in Christ. It is this relationship, a relationship with Christ that will remind them that when the unexpected happens, they are not alone. Christ will be with them because Christ is with them. As Marcus Borg says in his book, The Heart of Christianity, we are constituted by our relationships. They shape and form us. Indeed, our relationship with Christ shapes and forms us. Yesterday, we were at the wedding of Leah. Any eight o'clocker knows that she's the one with red hair that sits over by the pillar. She's also a new member of this church, and you'll see her face if you go into North Hall on the board. She and Chris were married yesterday, and I have to say, I heard some of the best toasts ever given at a wedding reception. And I want to tell you of one of those now. When Chris, the groom, when his stepfather, who has been his stepfather since when he was in single digits, stood up to offer a toast, he said to Chris, among some other things, he said, I am proud of who you are, but I also want to thank you for making me who I am. 
It's because of my relationship with you over all these years that I have become the person that I am today. Who can't raise a glass to that? This is what happens when we are in relationship with God in Christ. We become new. And look at who we get to become with God's help. With God's help, we can become people who take a stand against evil and renounce its presence in the world. With God's help, we can become people who grow into Christ's likeness so that the brokenhearted can be bound up and those that are in captivity know freedom. With God's help, we can become agents of justice and peace in the world, putting all that we are and all that we have in service to God. This is an act of conversion, and it doesn't happen in a once-and-for-all moment, but throughout our lives. It is a conversion that happens repeatedly as we are shaped by our relationship with Christ, as we allow ourselves to be transformed through God's creative hand. We allow God to recreate us in God's likeness, and our transformation speaks to the needs of this world, empowering us to be bearers of the good news to those who are burdened by the weight of it all. In today's gospel, Jesus tells those that are going out that the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. Following with my metaphor, people, like those blackberries, are hanging on the vine and by the weight of their lives are barely holding on. They know no other way to make it in this world than to hold on with all their might. And they will fight for their survival with everything they've got. But we have a message through our own lives that when you let go and rest in the hand of God, allowing God to transform you, the threats of the world lose their power. The threats of the world don't disappear, but they do lose their magnitude. They no longer become that which can destroy us. If blackberries are left on the vine, they will most certainly die. Their life cycle is such that they will fall to the earth, rotting from their own fullness. But when they are harvested, their lives are transformed into a new way of being. May we, as followers of Christ, allow ourselves to be transformed in the palm of the Creator, made new by the one who made us, a new creation that can only happen through relationship with God in Christ. And may we, as followers of Christ, let others know that this is happening in us through either telling them or through our actions, so that they might witness the truth that the weight of the world isn't theirs to bear, and that the threats of this world will not destroy them. In Christ, all things are made new. This is the good news that we are to proclaim. Amen. <laughs>